book of 2 Kings, uh, <coughs> 13th chapter. Starting at verse 14. Listening, or, or that's the difference between listening and 
text, we can hear it. But if we're not listening to what we hear, then there's going to be a problem in our actions because it's not being deciphered correctly. So learning is a great process that we all have to deal with. We're going to deal with the death of Elijah here today. The, book, the word Elijah means that God is salvation. Well, we do know that God is salvation. We do know that, right? The Bible says that there is none other salvation except by will of the Holy One of Israel. So, now is the first word you see there in verse 14. The Bible says, now, Elijah. Is everybody there? Now. That means that now means that it's evident or imminent as we speak for somebody. Now, Elijah, God in salvation, Elijah, was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he did what? How many of us did now if God is salvation? And it's saying here that Elijah, which is God in salvation, died. How many of y'all know that the God in us that gives us salvation can die? Doesn't mean that God dies, it means that he dies in you. But before that, he becomes sick in us, doesn't he? I wonder what sickens you. Yeah, death. Sickness. Sickness in the mind. Sickness. And that pain, because the wages of it is death, right? So, now, God is trying to speak to us. Now, what did Isaiah say? He had given me a tongue to learn so that I may speak a word in what season? In season to them that are weary. Then he comes back and he got the audacity to say, now. So that means that now, not only should we hear, but we better listen. Because somewhere along the line is the God in us, in somebody, need to be revitalized, or maybe somebody you know. Maybe it's somebody you know. Who are, is about to allow God to die in them. Now, I want you to see something that is very, very close in this word. After he took sick, I want you to see what happened. The sickness was where he died, right? And look what else happened. And Joash, the king of Israel, now we know that Israel is the one that shall rule as God. He's the soldier of God. That's Israel. That's us. But Joash, which means Jehovah, has given us. Well, what is it that God gave us? Salvation through Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So if God is salvation and God died in you, watch salvation. Watch what salvation does. And Joash, 
which means Jehovah has given him what? Salvation. Joash, the king of Israel, came what? Down. Look where your salvation goes when God dies. Your salvation follows it. It went where? Down. See, if God is salvation, then wherever God is, salvation is going to be with. Now, if God is dead in you, then so is your salvation. Joab, king of Israel, came down unto him and wept on his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, which is the spiritual vehicle of Israel. That chariot is the spiritual vehicle of Israel. Ain't that what God is? Don't we ride in the wings and the chariot of God in the spiritual life that we're involved with? He says, oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, the spiritual vehicle of Israel, and the horsemen thereof, which is the power thereof. And Elijah, which is God of salvation, said to him, I want you to take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. Now here's some instructions before God dies. He's talking to our salvation. He's saying, look at this. He said, I want you to take bow and arrows. In other words, I want you to bend down. I want you to humble yourself. That's what that bow means, to humble yourself. And I want you to pierce, that's what that arrow means, to pierce the spirit realm in yourself again. You see? Because if you don't, then what's going to happen is you're going to get taken by, you know how I'm thinking about them coaching vines? How they grow up over every time? See, you got to pierce it. That's why you got to take the arrow of God and shoot through. See, he's giving you some instructions here. Now these arrows, they come in many different ways. But it all boils down to casting down your imagination and allowing God to pull down those strongholds in us. Because that is our weapon. They're not harmful, but they're mighty to God for the pulling down of strongholds. So in verse 16 he said, and the king, and he said to the king of Israel, this is God with our salvation. He's speaking to salvation. And salvation is having a conversation together. And he said, put thine hand upon the bow. We know that the hand represents the extended power that God has given you. God has given all of us an extension of whose power? His power. He said, look, I want you to take your hand and I want you to Put thine hand upon the bow. In other words, when you bow down to God, I want you to take the power that I've extended to you, and I want you to use it to shoot that arrow and pierce that spirit realm, because there's got to be a resurrection here. The resurrection has to come forth. So, and he put his hand upon him, verse 16, and Elijah put his hand upon the king's hand. You see, when you see, here's the thing about it. When you try to help yourself, then God all right. You see what happened, don't you? That's right. See, as soon as he did, all right. See, see, 
So we see two things happening here. We see that the arrow of the Lord will deliver us when we shoot it. In other words, when we are taught the proper word of God. But also, not only will it deliver us, but it will deliver us from what? Those strongholds that's got us. It will deliver us from the serious, from serious. That's those high places of strongholds in general, you see. See, that's what the teaching of the Word of God will do to you. If you not just hear, but you also listen. Because that's what it's designed to do. You see? see, this word is all about spirit. It's not about putting you in a frenzy. See, that's elementary people. We're not an elementary group of people. We're going higher and higher and higher and higher in God's word. See, see, see we're not going to be down there preaching the same thing every week. No, every time we come up in here, it's been my mission from day one is to challenge us in our teachings and in our learning. That's how we don't get no better if we don't challenge, if we're not challenged. We have to be challenged, right? Somebody has to challenge us to do better, right? God challenges us, right? And God puts things in, in place in your life to challenge you. Yeah. And the best thing to challenge a person is with is education. Most people don't want to go no higher. They just want to stay basic. They don't care. Most preachers don't want to go no higher. So they don't care whether they just tell you the same thing every day, every week from week to week and run you insane with that. They don't care because it don't mean nothing to them. They figure they come up here and they preach an elementary word to you and they did their job. As long as they see the collection plate turn moving and everything is cool, you know, all is well. They go get their Cadillac and they go on about their business or their Mercedes or whatever it is they're driving. And you can bet most of them driving something because I drive one myself, but I bought it. Y'all didn't buy it. But I'm talking about them jackals that buy and use the congregation to do all these things. I don't think that's right. But if they did do that, then the least they could do is give you a word of the learn and teach a word to you in season. Why you will? At least they'll do that, don't you think? Since he's a hireling.
know you're going to become not a Christian. Ain't nobody going to be able to do you no good. I'm warning you before you get there so that when you get there in that insane place, you can say, no, I ain't going there. Because I know that that's insane. You're trying to make me lose my joy. Because if I lose my joy, I'm defeated. Because if I lose my joy, see, I ain't going to want to come to church no more. All right. Wednesday night, I'm going to start getting slack. This is going to happen on Saturday. I'm going to start getting slack. I'm losing my joy. I'm telling you these things that are happening to keep you from getting fooled. Because the devil will fool us right when God getting ready to bless you. You'll start acting stupid every time. So I'm not going to bust it now. It's just like your wife or, or your husband or whichever way, you know. If y'all are in cahoots with each other, if y'all join with each other, y'all pulling toward each other. It's like, y'all seeing that dawn of, 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 of the, the ice age, the dawn of the dinosaur, or even one of them ice age, well, what is them thing? The fire squirrel and the girl and then the other squirrel and you got no wee, but they had that acorn. <laughs> then one minute they have the acorn, then another minute they have the acorn side and they run toward each other. They in love. You'll never find. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then that acorn come back into the place. Now the joy is going toward the acorn and they toward each other no more. You know what I mean? It's a trick. Yeah. Break it down, sister. I'm just trying to get there. That's all I'm trying to do. So, <coughs> well, y'all work for Verses. So, verse 18 says, He said, Look at this. He said, I need you. In verse 17, the last sentence. He said, I need you to smit those Syrians in Apex, which is the strength of God. I need you to knock these strongholds out of the way through the strength of God that's through our joy, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Until thou hast consumed them. In other words, don't go knocking at it one time, but keep knocking in the strength of God. In other words, keep going at it until you get it. But you got to go each time expecting to defeat it. And you got to go joyously in the Lord. Because before Israel ever went to war, they always sent out praise first. Praise went first. And then when praise went, then the ark went. You see the priest running out through there, about 200 yards, one on each side. And one, one on each side and one in the back. You know, four of them, one, two, three, four. And they were running with that thing. And they were going to battle. And they heard the war cry. And then the army were behind. Oh, no, they don't go to battle without putting praise up front. Because praise is what confuses. That's what confuses the enemy. You see? That's why we do praise first in the house. Because we want to confuse the enemy. That's right. And then we send forth the ark of the Spirit of God, the Word. 
And now, after we get the word, now we're ready to go to walk. You got it? It's a method to the message. Spiritual message. So, verse 18 says, and he said, take the arrow, and he took it. And he said to the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. Now, notice what he said do. Strike the ground. Now, man was made out of dust of the ground, right? So that means there's something inside of you that you got to take these arrows and strike, right? Okay, that's what he's saying to do. Take these spiritual arrows that you're piercing with. I want you to take these arrows in your, within the power I've given you. I want you to strike. And that's what's happening here. The joy of the Lord is what's causing you to strike at them Syrians inside of you that's inside of this ground. They smit upon the ground and he smite thrice. That means he hit the ground three times. But then he stopped. That's a big mistake. That's a big mistake. Three is a resurrection, right? So he gets it started because salvation is only the beginning of it. Okay? So what he does is he gets it started. He gets the spiritual thing started because he becomes resurrected in the salvation of God, right? But then he stops striking time. In other words, stop learning. Like the Baptists, they stay right there, one of them, go to They preach it for 50 years. Until they die. Don't go to The average church don't go to high. It's only these other churches out here that come out under that that's going higher than the Lord. The rest of them are still right there at that same place. And they don't go to fuck. Because they took the arrow, they struck it three times, they got saved, and they think that's all they got to do. Watch what happened. Watch what the watch what Elijah tell. Okay. Now that's salvation that did that. Hit it three times. Didn't stop. That's the salvation in you. The salvation in you ain't gonna go no further than you let it go. Amen. Amen. Watch what he does. Verse 19. And the man of God was what? With him. I mean he was mad with him. See, God ain't now angry now, see. Get saved and not go no further. Am I happy? That's what happened. And say, that could have smitten it five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hadst consumed it. In other words, you would have fully been delivered and freed. But see, you stopped. You stopped. You hit it three times, you got resurrected, you got saved. And we thought it was all right. That's all, that's all we had to do. Now we became pew worshippers. I would have delivered you fully 
you kept striking. But you thought you was all right. So you quit moving in there. You became complacent. And complacency would cause problems. You know, where you thought you had arrived. But you had not. And neither have I. And neither had Paul. Because Paul said, I don't count myself as being apprehended as yet. In other words, I still got a long way to go. That's why we're in this thing together. See, I like it being together. I like all, I like the way God takes a whole bunch of sinners that got all kind of situations and problems and put us all together and teach us how to love one another. I like that. And then he got the nerve to put the chief of them up here up front. That ain't a funny God. And the band, which are the crowd of 
Moabites. Look who's coming now after God dies in A crowd of Moabites invaded. They just didn't come, but they invaded the land at the coming in of the year. Right in your new season. We back off the blog. And guess what happened? The Moabites come. Right when God figured do a great thing in your life, you start getting slapped. Be careful, church. Because the devil will trick you and you'll be right back at that place where you was again. I'm tricked again. No, we ain't going to let you get tricked this time. You're going to go in with your eyes wide open. Then if you do it, Ain't gonna be no mercy this time. So God, uh, God will kill you. He sure will. He said he's talking about good. 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 He God doesn't die. 
salvation until you get to some of the problems. And it came to pass that they were very angry that behold, they spied a band of men at that crowd coming. And they cast the man into the sepulchre of Elijah, where God was. Mm-hmm. And when the man was let down and touched the bone, which is the strength of Elijah, Elijah, being the God of the seven, he touched his bone, the dead man did. In other words, he touched the bone that was his strength, too. Because that's what causes us to be strong. You know, when if you take the bone out, the muscles ain't gonna do it. See, 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 it's bones that take on the structure where you can, you know, go a rocket to strike. Otherwise, it'll just be a block. You take the bones out. You know, you got to get it there. Mm-hmm. Now, when the dead man, who's allowed by the diamonds, when he touches. The bones of Elijah, guess what? He revived and stood up on his feet. Now that's amazing how God can rest inside of us dead as we call it. In other words, uninitiated. But his power is still there. That's amazing. All we have to do, like the lady, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just you know, just rub up against his strength, his bone. That's all it takes to revive me. In other words, all of a sudden, I got a revelation from God that's done put me back in the saddle again. It can happen just that quick. But I want you to see something. Verse 22. But Hazael now, that word Hazel means God has seen what the high places have done to us. God sees what them strongholds did to us. Hazel is king of Syria, right? Remember, Syria is those strongholds, those high places, those strongholds. See, see God sees what those strongholds have done to us. He says that. And but Hazel, the uh, king of Syria, oppressed Israel. Ain't that what they do? Ain't that what them strongholds are doing to us? Those high places that pass those things. That's why the Bible says, casting down imagination and everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. You know? We ought to bring it into the obedience and the captivity of Christ. That's what we're supposed to do. Because those imaginations is tough, man. You ever be walking around minding your own business and you be in a swoon? You be somewhere in your mind, you ain't got no business being. And you don't even realize it. And then all of a sudden, you come back to your old crazy state. And then you figure out where you were with that thing. Am I talking up in here today? Amen. I mean, you be, you be locked in that thing. You don't even know you're at. And you just be going. And you, you see it. It's the technical. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you try to bring you back to your old crazy state. Shake out that thing. I wish I wouldn't do that. Think You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will be honest. But that's not what we're going to do today. I'm sure I might be on the ride. We've had some come to me on the ride. <laughs> 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 we could do 
encounters that we had with God, which was now in the hands of the devil, has been now been taken back into the hands of God, so that now our encounter is not with the devil anymore, but now it's with God. So, he does it three times because this thing can't be defeated until God is resurrected again. So, three times did Joab beat him, that's what he said here, and recover the cities or the encounters of Israel. The encounter that we had with God was recovered after he put them three times. Meaning, he after. You get a little bit each time you whoop. Each time you whoop, you know. But each time you go there to whoop, you get some whooping too. See, you, you get, you get, you get no cabbage now. You can't come all here and no other now. Hold up. You bring it. You come to get it. You got to bring it too now. Now, even the Bible says, now, you know, a man ought not get you. You know, one of them jokers was talking crazy to one of the kings of Israel, and the king of Israel sent a message back to him, and he said, Look here, a man ought not to, a man that's putting his armor on ought not boast like a man that's taking his armor off. In other words, a man putting his armor on is going to war. He don't know whether he's going to make it back. So if you're going to do any talking, you need to do it after you come back and you're taking your arm off. Then you can talk a little bit, but you better be careful then. Because you, yeah, because you might have to put it back on. And probably will. Because war ain't no joke. And it ain't nothing to brag about. So I thank God for you. I thank God. We've had a wonderful time this morning. I pray God. Y'all give God some hand claps for you.